Greetings and welcome to Fresh Text. Fresh Text is a weekly podcast when a couple pastor scholars dig into the Word of God using a seasonally appropriate scripture passage. We hope that it will be enjoyable and edifying for all, and especially for pastors, teachers, or leaders of any kind who are working on sermons or lessons in the upcoming weeks. I'm your host, John Drury. I teach systematic theology and spiritual formation for Wesley Seminary at Indian Wesleyan University. My guest this week is Colleen Durr. Colleen is a, a old dear friend of mine. We've been uh, friends for almost 10 years and acquaintances long before that. Uh, in fact, we helped plan a church together uh, back uh, in the 90s. Um, so we're family friends that go way back. Her uh, um, so anyway, uh, it's just so special to, uh, to have her on as a, as a dear friend and as someone I love talking about the scriptures with, uh, she is a uh, president of Wesley seminary. And so I guess is my boss. I should say, I guess she's definitely my boss. Um, although she, uh, was and is professor of Christian education as well. And, uh, and a colleague and friend of mine. So I've been excited to have her back on our text this week is, Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. Make sure to subscribe to the show if you're not already, so you never miss an episode. And as you're listening, if you enjoy the show, just go ahead and hit the share button on your podcast player app of choice and pass the show along to others so that they can benefit as well. Thanks for listening and enjoy this conversation with Colleen. Would you be willing to read? Sure. From whatever version you brought, and yep, and then I'll uh, say a prayer and we'll jump in. Sure. I awesome. brought uh, NIV today. Cool. NIV it is. Yes. Acts ten thirty four. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men and women from every nation who fear Him and do what is right. You know. The message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and of the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father, we ask that your word would come now among us uh, as we ourselves are gathered together. Colleen and I, uh, in the name of your son, Jesus, trusting his promise to be with us um, and to guide us in the way of all truth by his spirit. 
And so we ask for your Holy Spirit to be uh, moving among us, that we might be faithful uh, interpreters of the Word of God um, for the people of God spread across space and time that are listening into this, uh, whom we ask also that they would be guided by your Spirit in this hour so that they too would experience the fruitfulness of the Word and that they themselves would be uh, faithful uh, proclaimers of the Word mm -hmm. in whatever manner of mm -hmm. ministry you have entrusted to them, yeah. whether it be in a simple conversation with someone they have later in the day after hearing uh, our conversation, uh, or if it be um, in their preparation for preaching or teaching to any size group, whatever form that ministry may take, Lord, we ask that your spirit would be moving them in them even now, that they would be equipped to speak the word in and out of season uh, like our forebears, uh, including Peter, um, did. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right. So, following our usual pattern, we just start with some just initial observations. What okay. What's grabbing you afresh as you read this text? Uh, well, um, I usually read it in part of the whole exactly. narrative. Yeah. So to just extrapolate it and just read it, the standalone, mm -hmm. you know, the centerpiece of the whole narrative, uh, Peter's sermon, if mm -hmm. you will, uh, to read it alone helps. There are times when the, the broader is helpful and we need to acknowledge the broader and understand where it's yeah, yeah. placed. We'll probably get there, but. But sometimes <laughs> that gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that limits the spirit saying something new to you. And so just reading Peter's sermon, what did he say to Cornelius and the people gathered there? What was it that he shared? And, and so in me reading it aloud, it was for me even the sense of um, something new um, mm. and hearing it just on its own. And what struck me was that you can read in the words – this dawning awareness as he's preaching to them, huh. he's becoming aware. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's like being, he's being converted. He's being converted. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The revelation is happening to him as he speaks. You can, you can hear it in the expressions, right? Um, this, I now realize how true it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I believed it was true, but like, it really, how true is it that God doesn't have any favorites? Like, Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he accepts everyone from every nation. And then he goes, you know, the message. I mean, he's speaking to himself. Huh. You, well, nice. Peter, yeah. know the message, right? You, Peter, know what happened. And so it's, he's building this argument of revelation to himself as it goes. And then he concludes with this, the command to preach. And to testify about everything that we have seen um, and heard. So, so that's what struck me this time, this, this dawning revelation of Peter that unfolds in his preaching. 
most of us, when we preach, we have a much advanced preparation. (laughs) We script it, we outline it, uh, some of us memorize it, but it's almost as if Peter is talking on his feet and it comes out of him. And it's his own journey of discovery. It's his own journey of discovery. Wow. That's really good. I mean, it's, you're, you're, you're really right about how, I mean, obviously, uh, at some point in our conversation, we're going to want to talk about the surrounding narrative, but, um, occasionally bracketing that out, not permanently, but temporarily bracketing that out helps to really focus in on the content of his proclamation. Yes. Yes. And then even allowing that then to be a narrative experience for us as readers. Right. How are they receiving it? How is he kind of hearing his own words and they're bringing on a new twist? Yes. Yeah. That's really fun and exciting. And, and, I mean, I got to admit, I um, I grew up with a lot of storytelling from Acts in the churches I grew up in, for whatever reason. And my father was a big Acts fan. <laughs> do maps of where you know oh, Paul's yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah, a big yeah. Paul geek. And but in my 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 childhood and adolescent imagination, I, I had the events clear in my mind. Yeah, but. Honestly, I was genuinely surprised when I took a course in Acts <laughs> in college with Ken. Yes, <laughs> yep. And like saw like that there were these long speeches. Like I, I don't think I ever <laughs> took the time to see the actual words they were saying, yes. which is important, especially it was very yeah. impacting to me then yeah. because what I realized is by only ever kind of by focusing entirely on the the events, right, and then and then he preached the gospel, yes, and not yes, actually yes, yes. S- paying attention to what they say. I just put in their mouth whatever I was hearing as standard gospel preaching. Yeah, yeah. So then to actually hear that even the structure of his narrative, that the accent maybe falls in different places. I mean, right, One right. that's one that blew me away and began the whole journey of my own research ever since is the the way that the resurrection was the hinge in every single speech. Yes. There's a lot of variety, but every single one there's a, he who you, who was crucified, God raised from the dead. And that's this definitive turning point, every single one and help me to start to kind of see how that really is the hinge Hmm. on which the gospel swings in a way that wasn't clear from the kind of more cross centric preaching I grew up with. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of sharing my own history, but like to actually like pay attention to the specific words that they're saying. And I mean, to support what you were saying, I, I was struck by how like the word all keeps mm. coming up and how that's important for his realization. Yeah. So it's funny because he says in 34, right? No, no respecter of persons. And then 25, but. Among all, it's it's emphasized at the front of the sentence in the original. Mm-hmm. Among all the nations, though the one who fears him mm-hmm. and does righteousness is uh, worthy um, or acceptable to him. And then the next verse refers to Jesus as the Lord of all, all. Mm-hmm. and and it's kind of like. He already knew that. Yes. Verse 36. Right, right, right. He knew he was the Lord of all. Absolutely. Yeah. But the implications of that. Who is the all? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes. It was more like it was an answer in search of a question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like. Yes. 
Because once you ask it, who is the all? Well, all is all. Like it's kind of – it's <laughs> obvious and yet it isn't if you don't ask the question. No, right. Because, you know, the all is – Practically speaking, all is whoever's around you. If you're only around other people like <laughs> Everyone you, you know. that's all. Exactly. <laughs> so it's yep. the spirit expanding his awareness of those who are receptive to the gospel. Right. The the implications of what he already believes sort of uh, grip him. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I think your your uh, your sort of psychological. Uh, a sort of sense of what mm-hmm. he's experiencing, I think, it is borne out yeah. in even the the word, the wording. Right, right, um, right. It's just so funny because it's like he's known he's Lord of all. Like how, <laughs> how would this? And we look back, and yet, how often are we in the exact same exactly kind of boat? But, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. What else? What else is striking? You? And then he talks about. I mean, he talks about the process. We're the witnesses. Now you you know who he's speaking to. Yeah. So he's being inclusive because he's speaking to a group of Gentiles. And of course, he brought some of his friends with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are the witnesses to, of everything that he did. We're the witnesses. They, they killed him. <laughs> and that's new they, from, the, from the earlier. They killed him. Yeah. Right? Because all the earlier sermons, it's you killed you him. You killed him. But God raised him from the dead. Yes. So chapter two and three and seven has that. So it's, you killed him, but God raised him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they killed him. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Um, but God raised him from the dead. And uh, and then he commanded us to preach. Um, and he talks about who was with him. Who did he call to be with him? You know, to eat with him and uh, and hang out with him. Well, yeah, in verse 41, it is it is an interesting – this isn't always highlighted in every – He was not seen by all. Yeah, just by some. Just by some. Those who were chosen. So there's that all again. He wasn't seen by all. Yeah. Just it's almost the like chosen. there's a working out here of the the logic of election. And you can kind of see why it would be easy to make the mistake – what Peter isn't saying here, it would be very easy for us, I think, to hear this text and say, well, duh, Peter, God is everywhere. God loves everybody, right? <laughs> As if basically kind of turning the gospel into this kind of flat, obvious thing. Right, As right, opposed right. to a very specific event that right. happened to a specific person, the Messiah of Israel. Right. You know, salvation is of the Jews. Like this, Jesus himself says this. It's never yeah. denied. It's not that it, there, he's having – the argument here is saying, you know, just as God chose Israel for the sake of the Gentiles, right? In a similar way, right? He doesn't say this explicitly, but you can almost get the logic. He's saying, yeah, not everybody's he chose song. a few. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. But the representative to be, wit- to be witnesses, yes. yeah, yep. not to be the possessors, no. or the recipients of right of the gift of the Spirit. That's for everybody, right? Right. right. But he did choose some witnesses. He chose some. Yeah. And, and that it feels like Peter is coming to this awareness of that, that he didn't just come. The all wasn't just the witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not who the all were. The all were just a cho- – the witnesses were just this chosen. But the, the pronouns are really interesting, right? The, the wording, the how he switches from all to we to they to some. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because 41 is very not to all the people, not all, but oh, but to witnesses 
it's kind of in the third person. Yeah. But to witnesses who were, you know, set aside beforehand by God. Yeah. Us. Us. <laughs> so it was like, comma, <laughs> us. <laughs> we were, we were they. <laughs> but then interestingly, the way he identifies that us is indirectly then inclusive because then he says, we, those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead and what's happening yeah. here, but that he's eating and drinking with these Gentiles. He's eating and drinking. Eat, right? Yes. So it suggests a kind of yes. an extending of table fellowship. Right. 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 Wow. Yeah. And that, that, I, I don't know if there's an explicit reference. Now I, I can't resist, but flip back, <laughs> but I don't know if there's explicit references in the earlier sermons to eating and drinking. That's very interesting. On on the heels of the dream, it fits though. It fits the heels of the dream, and in the house of this Gentile at his table. Yeah, what kind of eating? It, it's <laughs> as if he's now seeing back that in the forty days that their table fellowship with Jesus yeah. was not merely restoring the old fellowship; Mm-mm. was the beginning of a new, a new. one. Yeah. When at the time, it for I mean, during the 40 days, of course, what's going on is probably mostly, oh, you're actually alive. You're not a ghost because you're eating. Right, and right, right. Luke right. 24, that's kind of what they – that's the kind of surface function. Right, right, of right. eating and drinking. Right. Um, but now it takes on this kind of new – this new meaning. Well, that's really cool. Let's take a quick break and then come back and, okay. and dig in a little more. And we're back. Welcome back to Fresh Text. I'm here with my guest, Colleen Durr, and we're looking at Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. And per our earlier conversation, we kept saying, well, it's good to focus in, but I think we've hit some key points. Maybe we'll come back to it, but maybe let's drop those boundaries a little bit and look at the the wider context. you said you anything from before in the setup that you'd wanted to comment on. I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but well, I do a little. It's yeah, radio. Well, I, I I think it's helpful. So Peter has had some really significant life altering <laughs> experiences, yeah. right? Um, leading up to this, and uh, and the dream that he has that he really doesn't make any sense to him. Hmm. Um. Where, you know, he's seeing this food and he says, but surely not, Lord. I've never eaten anything like this. You know, I'm not going to eat this. And then a voice a second time and then a third time. And again, I'm not going to do it. And then while he's wondering, what on earth was that about? An angel comes to him and says, there's going to be somebody knocking at your door. Let them in and go with them. And of course, it relates back to Cornelius, who also had a vision. Interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Preparing for this encounter. Preparing for the, the yes, preparing for the encounter. And so Peter, who perhaps would have been reluctant to go, uh, now feels compelled to go. So this going, you want me to go where? And what was that about? About the table with all the food. I, <laughs> um, and so all of this is going on in his mind, this confusion that's happening. What, what is the meaning of the dream? Cause he doesn't, 
the word doesn't tell us that he's figured that out yet. Yeah, I think it explicitly says 19, while he was reflecting on the vision, kind of, what could this mean? Maybe I'm just, yeah, you know. Is this a temptation? Yeah, right, because it could be a test. Right, you know? right. It's not an automatically the case that the implications aren't aren't self-evident. Yeah. In yeah. hindsight, it seems so obvious, like, dude, obviously, <laughs> right? For for us Gentile Christians. Right, right. Like you, I, I think, pretty sure you're a Gentile. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely Gentile. And like, so we are guests, we've been included into this covenant, yeah. people of God. Um, it's easy for us to, ironically, in criticizing Peter's presumption and arrogance to think that he knows better than God. Well, but I mean, it's kind of presumptuous and arrogant of us to think right, that we right. have a right to be in the house of Israel. We don't. Yeah. We're not part of the covenant yeah. people, yeah. except by the grace and lordship of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we are actually dependent on these Jewish witnesses who've brought the word. Right. Right. You know, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, what's happening? You've had the stoning of Stephen and the scattering. Uh, and so all of this disruption, then he had some healings earlier um, that he was a part of, but you've got all of this disruption happening. And this is the guy who carries the shame of what he did. Yeah. And so. Oh, three times. Three, t- three times. I didn't think of that. And it came now. three times. Um, hmm. And uh Yeah. And the third time, and the third time he still said, Lord, you know I won't. So again, I, almost like I won't deny you. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm not going to eat of this. Wow, so, yeah. So, you know, you can imagine where his head space was, because he doesn't know what's happening with Cornelius and the angel visiting Cornelius, right? For me, that's where I would go. I'd be like... Is this a test for me? Are you still not certain of my commitment to you? Have I not proven myself enough? Yeah, I was just looking back at it. Verse 22 of, sorry, chapter 22 of Luke. So Luke 22, verse 33. Lord, with you, I am ready to go to both to prison and to death. Mm. And let's see, has he been Hmm. in prison yet? No, that's still in chapter 12. Um, but he had what well, he, he had spent a night in prison earlier. And then Jesus says to him, I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow today until you have denied me three times hmm. that you've known me. And of course, it's now I'm being too cute by half, I suppose. But then in Gethsemane, you know, he asked three times. Yes. This cup uh, yeah. could be taken, but not my will, but yours be done. And now you get three times a vision, a vision. of, you know, Preparing his soul and spirit for <laughs> not just Cornelius's conversion, but no. his conversion. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. The spirit's yep. converting them both. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, you're right. There's a. Re- it's funny. The spirit. I, maybe I'm making too much of this, but it's 19. It says while Peter was reflecting on the vision, the spirit said to him, "Yeah, behold, three men are looking for you." But arise, go downstairs, and accompany them without misgivings, for I have sent them myself. Hmm, so now right, the Spirit speaking right. directly to Peter. That there's very few uh, direct discourse from the Spirit in hmm. the Book of Acts. We tend to assume the Spirit's do, but, but it's always working through people, right. usually. But here you get this direct discourse. And Peter went down to the men and said, "Behold, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for which you have come?" And they said, "Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous and God-fearing man." 
uh, well spoken of by the entire nation of the Jews, was directed by a holy angel Mm -hmm. to send for you to come to his house and hear a message from you. Yeah. So he invited them and gave them lodging. So they stay with him, eat with him, and then he goes on with them. And it's just, I, I maybe I'm making too much, but it's just interesting that the spirit, you know, has not yet kind of fallen upon Cornelius' Cornelius. household. That happens after the sermon. That's right. That's right. Um, But you've got angels kind of showing up. Yeah. God's just kind of setting the whole. Setting up the coming before. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's right. Coming before to prepare. Yeah. This is uh, prevenient grace in action, as it were. Yes. And then, of course, my favorite part of this story (laughs) is what we've, again, left off for a reason. We can discuss why later. But the the Spirit, it says, while Peter was still speaking these words, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. Yeah. 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 As if kind of like. All right. All right. You, got, you made the point, you know, like kind of interrupting the sermon. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe it's because verse uh, 43. Of him, all the prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone who believes, right? He just made a reference to the prophets. Yes. And maybe he was getting ready to like, so for instance, Isaiah chapter 50. Yeah, it's kind of like, these Gentiles, Pontificate. Don't, yeah. Gentiles don't care. Don't, yeah. <laughs> Isaiah's not authoritative to them. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because we have other sermons. They don't need the great cloud of witnesses dialogue, right? As the Jewish audience in Acts 2 does. Does, yes. Where there's the quotes from Joel and from the Psalms to make the argument. Right. Whereas here it's just like, (laughs) all right, we got to resurrection. We're good. Let's move. (laughs) (laughs) Because the point is everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Yeah. Um, it, again, it's this recognition of who the all is, um, meaning Cornelius, you and your family and your servants. You're right. That's you another are the everyone. All. That's another all. I missed that one. Actually, there's an all the prophets, interestingly. Yep. All the prophets oh, bear witness, <laughs> right? And then that all might receive forgiveness, uh, all those who believe in mm. him. All, 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 all. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to count them out. And then that makes all the more striking, especially as an Easter sermon, verse 41, the one negated all, mm. not, not to see. all the people. Right. And even right. there, people is a, is a quasi-technical term. Mm. That's the people of Israel, mm. right? Right. Just right, right, right. People happen to be around, like the people, yeah. as it were, capital yeah. P. Yeah. As if to imply... You know, this is coming through Israel, but not all of Israel. Not even received, all of them, right? Right. Which is connected somehow to the that creates almost there, like there's this opening. I'm thinking of Paul's argument in Romans nine to eleven. Right. It's almost good for you that some of the Jews have rejected because that uh, the gospel because that kind of almost like creates a little kind of hey, there's some empty seats provided <laughs> away. <laughs> you know, um, and Paul makes it clear there. God wants to bring them all in too, but right, that's right. not for you to worry about. Right, right. I want you to understand that yeah. uh, that he's including the Gentiles. Um, yeah, that not all stands it's, out more to me. It's huge. Yeah. So what what what's what do you think's going on? We already we talked about his this word's funny in thirty four. Let's look at some different translations. What do you? What do you? you, you what, what's the way that verb's translated in thirty four? I, I, I have, I have. What, what did the NIV do? 
I I now realize realize I have understand. I'm gonna reach over here. I hope I don't bump the mic. This is this is gonna be. Um, that's an IV, so we don't need to look at that. This is this is NASB. Um, see if it's any not in that was NASB. I just read from this is uh, NRSB. Just real quick to see if it's any different. Understand. Understand. It's a funny word. It's not. It's not widely used. It's What's I'll, the original? Yeah. It's 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 katalambani. Katalambanomai. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just like receive according to it's. It's this kind of like. I now get it. Hmm. It's it's a sort of it's more of a grasping. Hmm. It's a. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. I think it's the word in the opening of John chapter one, where it says the word, uh, the, the light shined in the darkness. Let's see. Before I say that, let's actually see if I'm remembering that correctly. <laughs> I didn't look this up earlier. I'm just yeah, Catalambana. Same. same word there. Like same word. the word. Uh, the, 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 the light shined in the darkness, the darkness could not grasp, grasp it, it, comprehend it. Yes. Yep. I wonder if that's, I don't know if that helps, uh, yeah. fill out or complicate your initial kind of insight. Into no, I, I think so because it's this coming aware and he was like, oh my word. Um, now I grasp it in a way yeah. that I, I hadn't, I see it now. In a way that I hadn't seen it, and so and so, then the rest of the proclamation then is the the him telling himself, of course, yeah, it was there all along. And although there were only, it wasn't to all, there was only to some. We were representative of this. We were the witnesses for the all. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's him. He has this awareness, and then he works it out in his preaching to Cornelius. Uh, the the personal working out of making sense of the the now awareness. Yeah, yeah. The 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 because he has to rationalize. Yeah, because sometimes you understand it. Yeah, and then you got to figure out. But why do I yeah. understand it? What's how, the basis of what's this? The yeah. basis how do I know what I know? <laughs> yes, yes, and that feels like the process that Peter's yeah, going through good. here. And, I, and grasping is nice. I don't. Sorry to pick on the NIV. But no, I don't right. care for realize because I kind of feel like if someone there's enough evidence prior to this, even you know the the that there's enough factors in play prior to this in the Book of Acts that there'd be a case to be made that if he would have just been asked, like, well, you know, could a good <laughs> God fearing Gentile who follows right, right, you know, right. the the moral code of the law you know, believes in Jesus. Well, yeah, sure. Right, right. It's kind of like in the abstract. Right, He He would have been able to know that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or realize it. Although realize can work if it's meant in the sense of, whoa, now I get it. Now I get it. Right? It's clicking now. Yeah, yeah. It's finally clicking. Yeah, it's finally clicking that God is not a respecter of persons. Yeah. It's finally, I can see it. Yeah. what it really is. But we're going to say you're Well, I was going to say realize feels too easy. It, it, yeah. it's, it's too thin of a word um, where understand carries a, a deeper. What is happening in Peter isn't like, oh, yeah, it, it's not that. Mm-hmm. Real, realize can carry a, a more of a trite, um, easy reaction. It's to, so to pa- understand something is actually powerful. Yeah. I understand. I don't just know it. 
Yeah. I don't just acknowledge it. I actually understand. Yeah, acknowledge is nice because he could acknowledge. Well, yeah, obviously. Right, right. God right. could do that. Yes. You know. Um, right. But I grasp it. But I grasp yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. It's really, it's really powerful that his sermon starts, as it were, with a testimony hmm. to his own. Because obviously, as he tes- testifies, a way of translating that word witness or martyr later. Yep. So that's, there's, it's like there's two kinds of testimony. There's the, there's testifying to what has taken place. Right. And he'll get there. But his entry point is, What's now the, I'm learning something. His story. Because yeah. you could very easily said, now you know, right? <laughs> now you know that God is uh, no um, favorite keeper. Right, right, He right. doesn't. Yeah. Uh, his choosing the Jews doesn't mean that, that you, um, that all cannot be included in his family. Yeah. That, that would be, and I could see Peter doing that. Right, right, <laughs> I mean, right. Peter's right. more than capable of right. But there's a there's a humility. There in is this, a humility in to it. To say absolutely, I'm seeing something that I haven't seen before, and because you asked me to come talk to you, it's 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 a humility that isn't a kind of uh, it's not a false humility. Later he says, "Us, we're the witnesses." Like, right? He, I have <laughs> right, a right, message right, to bear. Right. right? I feel like yeah. there's a real, you know, real model of. The, the the this the the unique kind of humility that is appropriate to those of us who preach the gospel. Yes, yes. that that it's both a, a a confident boldness that we have a word that's worth sharing. Yeah, yeah. That's for everybody. Right, right. So it's not this kind of well, I don't know. This is my experience. I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe Jesus is for you. Maybe not. I don't know. Right. Like it's not any of that. There's none right. of that false humility. No, which drives me bonkers. Yeah, can't stand that kind of stuff. It's one thing in conversation, but especially from the pulpit, that just makes me want to puke, man. It's like, come on, like, <laughs> have some authority, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but then this just deep humility that like, hey, I didn't, I didn't grasp no, right. what I'm, right. what's happening. I'm just now grasping it. And how beautiful that he, it's, he doesn't just now grasp it because he didn't have confidence in the story. He had complete confidence Good in insight. the story. Yes, yes. He just huh. now really grasped the depth of it, the yeah. breadth of it. Uh, Paul says, how wide, how deep, yes. how, right? He finally grasped that about it in light of experiencing Cornelius's home and fellowship. Yeah. So there was something about being at that table that gave him an insight to the Lord that he had not had previously. Yeah, to the Lord's table. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's good. I actually, I'd like to even play, and maybe we will in our sermon here in a moment, but to play with depth and breadth. It's almost like he had a depth of confidence. Yes. Uh, in the gospel, in the truth. Cause it's the same. Once he gets started, it's the same story. Although there's some subtle language mm-hmm. choices, it's the basic, you know, he came and he died. And right. He rose. Right. Uh, you know, it's that same pattern appears in, in almost all the, the speeches and acts, but, like you said, he had a, a depth of conviction. Do we use depth with conviction? I think so sometimes. Yeah. Like a deep conviction in the truth of the gospel. Yeah. But yeah. not a breadth, uh, an awareness of the breadth of its scope. Yes. Right? That's yes. what. That's- so there's a depth and breadth. But then the breadth helps him maybe also tap in to a new layer of the depth of it as well. Right? Yes. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and you can almost this is a side point. We don't have to camp out on this, but uh you can almost feel the shifting language to the you know, to Christos hmm. Christ as it's sort of moving into the kind of proper name way that it starts getting used mm. in the history of Christianity with some problems that create, I think, some problems sometimes in New Testament reading. Yeah. Where you need to hear Messiah, like it's as a title. Right, right. Not a way of referring to, you know, it's not Jesus' last name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but here it's through Jesus Christ. A lot of the earlier sermons, it's mm. this man, Jesus whom you crucified, God raised from the dead and is designated as Lord and Christ. That's a, uh. that's a line from Acts 2. Whereas here you get, you know, through Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Now he's, it's kind of that slide, yeah. which would make yep. sense in a Gentile audience. Right, right, right. Because yep. he refers to him as, you know, so it's it's the, the word that was sent. Um, he sent the word to the sons of Israel, the good news of peace, through Jesus Messiah, he is Lord of all, oh. right? That's because it's Lord of all that's relevant to them. They yes. know what Lord means because yes. they know Caesar's Lord. Right, right. I don't know if that registers it with you at all or if that's still just kind of obvious. Well, and then again, the all. Yeah. You know, so it's the end. Um, it's not obvious to a Gentile that Messiah no. is relevant to. No. <laughs> right, 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 right. Again, this is that depth and breadth thing, right? Yep. Like the yep. the depth is already there in Acts two. If he is the Christ of Israel, then he is the Lord of all. Lord of all, right? But the emphasis is still on the former phrase, Christ of Israel. Yes. So now is the shift to Jesus Christ, Lord of all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that. Yeah. Is uh, and again, it this is this is a growth moment for Peter. Um, so the whole setup felt like Peter was going for Cornelius's sake. <laughs> um, and Cornelius and his house do have the blessing of the receiving of the Holy Spirit. But um, how much how often is that true? That when we when we go with the right posture, we receive as well. And that's what we see happens to Peter. Yeah, I mean the openness to be converted as you seek to convert, convert. others is yeah. just so, and not just as a kind of a, a posture that's uh, more attractive. Oh, you're mm. humble enough no, to learn right, something right. from me. I mean, that that's has some value, I guess, mm. but it's not just a strategic humility as it were. <laughs> it's an actual genuine openness that perhaps as I participate in the spread of the gospel, the gospel itself will become uh, clearer and truer to me in a way that it yes, wasn't before. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's interesting that when he first gets there, he says, you all are aware of how big a deal this is that I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can still hear the fear. It's the same voice of Peter that says to the vision, I'm not going to eat that stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's that same uh, in 27, 28, you know, you're aware this is against the law. Um, but, but God has shown me. God has shown yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so when I was sent for, I came, it's, it's, 
this is the him in transition to understanding what was that vision all about. God has shown me. Well, where did he show him? He showed him in the vision. Yeah. And, and well, in a way, it's like, yeah, he showed it to him, but he was still thinking he it was still through, processing it. And it was actually the, as is often the case, it's the fulfillment of prophecy that helps you understand the prophecy in the first place. <laughs> right, right. 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 Uh, because the, yeah, he's kind of dwelling on like, what's going on here? It's actually, in other words, he has to, and, and maybe this is moving us in a sermonic direction in a way in, as well, but he has to take some initial steps of obedience. Absolutely. To even understand a little bit. Yes. Yes. Or we say faith seeking understanding. You can also have obedience seeking understanding. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. It didn't make sense. And you can hear him processing it out loud. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, I shouldn't be here. Yeah, I was joking to my kids when they, like, when I ask them to do something and they're like, um, why do I have to do that or whatever? I'm like, start doing it and then we can have a conversation about why <laughs> while you're obeying. And maybe it'll come to you. <laughs> I'd lo- and maybe I love, I, you know me, I love discussing the rationale of a rule, but I want <laughs> obedience in place before we have that discussion. <laughs> now that's a, uh, a, a faint human image, but at least that kind yeah. of sense that he has to start moving. He has to start. Yeah. Yeah. Get up and go with these guys. Go into in the house um and it's it's becoming aware so and then Cornelia for four days ago you know so he's telling them the story um you know cornelius tells the story and it's almost through cornelius's testimony of what happened to him that's right following that is then when he says now i understand yeah so the one he came to testify to testimony changed him yeah and you can see the hospitality dynamics even in verse 33 right now then we are all here present before god to hear all that you've been commanded by the lord kind of like uh, now right. is your turn now t- <laughs> but yes. even that he's waiting for the invitation yes yes um yep which is a little different than the dynamic back in jerusalem right where right. you know uh it's this kind of public proclamation you know yeah uh in the, you know, in the courtyards and such, getting yeah. the word out. Um, here, it's a movement into a house of. Well, I have. I'm a guest here now. Right. Right. Interestingly enough, because the whole logic of the of the sermon is all can be guests at at the Lord's Lord. Jewish table, <laughs> but that's all the like you say his his justification his rationale. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean that dismissively, but his rationale of um, how he is a guest with them. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. who's 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 the guest of who? Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break and come back and explore some sermon starters. Okay. And we're back. Welcome back to Fresh Text. I'm here with my guest, Colleen Durr, and we're looking at Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. So, uh, we're going to explore some sermon starters now. I will just pause and indicate what uh, our listeners – well, if our listeners are listening when this drops, of course, this – 
who knows, maybe someone's listening to it months later, but, um, that this is the, this is one of the texts for, uh, one of the suggested texts for Easter Sunday. And hmm. I, uh, I messaged, uh, Colleen a bit back ago and was like, Hey, I want to have you back on fresh text. It's been way too long. And she's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, how about, how's this text? And she's like, Oh, that's great. And yeah, sure. And committed. And I'm like, by the way, I, um, didn't tell you, but that's the text for Easter. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, surprise, surprise, yeah, 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 yeah. But, and it's kind of weird. I mean, to have this kind of out of order, but of course that's why it just excerpts the, the sermon. Yes. yes. Cause in many ways, like what, this is a this is an Easter sermon, absolutely, and and in a way more yeah. so than than a lot of other speeches and acts for two reasons. One is it has some very specific detail hmm. that doesn't appear in all of them about you know he raised him on the third day and gave him to be seen not by the that that stuff about being seen right, is very right, much the right, narratives right. Uh, it's kind of a short version of what you get at the end of the Gospels. Um, of the appearance narratives. Yeah, yeah. So, but also because it's to Gentiles. And the fact is, Absolutely. Is, is most of us are, although not exactly in Peter's shoes, if we ourselves are Gentiles, we can't claim right, right. we are witnesses in the same sense <laughs> that he can. But at the same time, there's a, I think there's a lot to work with here because we can, what does it mean to, to articulate the good news, yeah. you know, as for everyone? Um, I don't know. Sorry, that was just yeah. a, a getting it started to kind of say, let's just talk about the text and preaching it in general, but also having them our minds. If we have any tips about how this would look like on an Easter right, Sunday, that'd right. be great. But if it's not, if we don't come up with an Easter sermon today, that's fine. Just, <laughs> oh yeah, enough intro, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was way too long. <laughs> well, I mean, the obvious is the phrase Lord of all, uh, you know, uh, classic Easter yeah. language, right? Um, Lord of all. But in this text, what does it mean? To be Lord of all, uh, because Peter's expression of it really expands it um, in a way of understanding this. He really has come to everyone. And you can almost hear Peter say, even to me. Hmm. Yeah. It's even for me. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I witnessed it. He ate with me and drank with me. I was one of the few. But it wasn't until this moment that I realized that his table is actually open for me too. Yeah. And that my fallenness and the shame that I carry from turning my back on him, that I can still be restored to the table. The table's still open for me. And so there's the... The both and, right? The Cornelius who was always outside, the Gentile who was outside of it. Mm. The table is for them. It's not an exclusionary table. But even for those of us who were eyewitnesses and messed up. Yeah. Who didn't believe fully, who didn't make sense of it all, maybe who didn't take it seriously, the table's for us too. Man, that's really good. That's, I mean, it's not irrelevant that the last line of the sermon is, uh, you know, forgiveness of sins. Yeah. Right? To receive forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. I mean, his own uh, 
awareness of his own uh, need for forgiveness. It's like one of those things where yeah. we all know this in relationships when like someone says they forgive you and they, like you can really tell they really mean it. Right. And, but you haven't fully received it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll talk like, well, I know they forgave me, but I haven't forgiven myself. And that's, that's fine. I don't, I feel like it's rec- I think it's more helpful sometimes to think of it as receiving because forgiveness. Yes, yes. I haven't received it fully. Yeah. I'm holding back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, I, I don't, I don't think it's uh, stretching the text too much to see um, him receiving his own forgiveness at it's in other words, it's the depth and not just the breadth. Yes. yes. So the surface of the text is all about the breadth. It's broader than I yes, yeah. had conceived before. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Um, but read between the lines. And it's also it's deeper, deeper <laughs> than I've, yeah. than I felt before. Yeah. Th- this could be too, too, too cute by half, but I wonder <clears throat> going with that theme um, and on, un- unfolding it i went through just real quick and i think i've got and tell me if my count matches yours but i've got one two three four five six seven alls Hmm. right now again like i'm not talking about a seven point sermon but but (laughs) in terms of just doing a really this this is actually be a really i've been torn uh and and we'll be torn this whole season on because because the there's this long tradition of substituting for the Old Testament text in the lectionary with speeches from Acts mm. during Easter, because they're, they're all kind of, you know, Easter right. sermons, right? So for the, for the, for the 50 days of Easter to kind of have these, um, these sermons from Acts. And it, one of the things we'll be wrestling with, I, I say this <laughs> for those listening in on the pod over the, the weeks to come is how do you preach on a sermon? <laughs> you know, right, it's, right. it's kind of weird, right? <laughs> preach a sermon about a sermon. Yeah. 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 But I mean, one option is just, to take a highly expository, like basically just Absolutely. go through the beats that he goes through. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, set it up with the story at the beginning, begin with this first kind of all in 35, right. And then the move to ground that's that's the breadth and then yep. the depth in 36 yep. that he's Lord of all. That's the ground of it. It's yep. not just, Oh, I had this cool experience. So let me make up some God talk. It's like, <laughs> no, but of course this fits. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then telling the story of Jesus, I think 38, something we didn't talk about a lot yet, but there's another all there that I just saw as I was going through that, uh, um, that God, um, anointed him. Healing with, all. Yeah. And mm. healing all those, um, who, you know, had the illness. power of the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was yes. maybe worth this Lord of all has. A cosmic dimension. Yes. Right. Right. The, right. The unleashing the power of the devil as well. Um, I think that would be good to, to introduce. And that gives a kind of, that gives a, an Easter energy. Right. To, even though 38 is talking about earlier in the story, that's the, the shadow of that kingdom. Yep. Throughout. And then 39 is the, you know, we are witnesses to all oh. the things which he did. Yep. yep. Right. So it's telling the whole story. Of all that he's done, um, including his death and resurrection, yep. leaving nothing yep. out. Um, and then this knot in 41 becomes an interesting, uh, like. It's, yeah, it stands out because of the not all. There has to be a witness. There has to be. Yep. Um, 
and then all the prophets little back and then yep. and then then you get to really end on the last all yep. of all those who believe and that can be you can do what you just said which was really inspiring and I wish I didn't just ruin it with my seven point sermon but <laughs> like I think the thing you said there to kind of say and maybe Peter because we kind of begin with his realization and then you yes. kind of come back to Peter at the end and, like, and maybe he's realizing yeah. forgiveness and that's an opportunity if you're preaching at a church where there's people who've you know if you're if you're there's going to be new faces there that you could invite to faith, but also to invite uh, a deepening of that sense of forgiveness for those yeah. who've heard yeah. it before. Yes. Yeah. And know? people who weren't aware that they needed forgiveness. So part of Peter's understanding, yeah. he didn't come to this necessarily thinking he needed to be forgiven for something. No. Right. Yeah. But it is in this process, part of his understanding is his understanding of his own need. To accept the forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could be I, I'm suddenly believing that this would actually make a great Easter Sunday morning. <laughs> it would make a great because like Yes. I mean, a lot of times preachers, you know, we get preach on Easter and Christmas every year, and of course we uh we're the only ones who get bored uh, with it. It's <laughs> it's a great story. Everyone's come to hear it, right? And and it's easy to get resentful of the the Christmas and Easter onlys and stuff, you know, yeah. um, and wanting to put a new twist. And I think it's good to, you, you, you gotta be excited. Yes. But yeah. like, don't talk about something else. Like you need to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you've already preached, you know, on the, the gospel narratives at the end of the four gospels many times before. Right. And you want right. to put a little pet back in your yeah. Easter preaching. I don't know. This might actually work really good. I think it's it's powerful because no matter who you are, who are listening, hearing this for the first time, uh, having just a little bit of an idea, or someone who has heard it your whole life, and you would say with your mouth, "I believe Jesus is Lord," yeah. I've witnessed it, and don't even realize that the Spirit has something new He wants to do. Yeah, in you. yeah, you're right. It has the it has a nice and which is very fitting for Easter season, Easter day in particular, is you got to have that sermon that's going to click with the old <laughs> oh. click with the old crowd yes. and with the, the visitors yes. that are almost always there on an Easter. Right, right. So it fits really well for that. It's, I think that's a really, good insight. It's really beautiful. You can even name that, make it explicit. Some of you in this room are Peter. Right, right. You've already believed this stuff. Yeah. But... Some it, of you are Cornelius. Yeah, <laughs> some of you are hearing it for... The, yeah. And in that regard, the for the first time thing, I mean, what's wonderful about these speeches and acts, and especially this one... Uh, is by right, it's kind of funny. I, I, I never thought of this till just now, but I've always, always, I often will talk about how the, when we use the word gospel, like in the word gospel gets used in like two very different kind of ways. And here mm. I'm seeing a third that helps me mm. make sense of that. So sometimes the way it gets used in Paul tends to be a very, it's very compressed. Right. You know? Right. Well, that's obnoxious. Sorry. Um, that's obnoxious. That's all right. <laughs> you're, you're an uh, important person. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Jeez, was, <laughs> thanks, boss. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't even a call; it was an alarm telling me to go pick up my kids, which I don't have to do today. Oh, there we go. Spring <laughs> break. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sure it was great. And oh yeah, just the gospel. How yeah, how compressed like gospel? Yes. In, in Paul can be just this one, it can be, you know, uh, Jesus 
was raised and is Lord, right? Believe Real, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall so be saved. so compressed, right? Right, right, right. right but right. then we also use it as a literary statement about the Gospels. Yes. Which are like obviously really extended narratives. Yes. So what's fun in these speeches and acts, including 10, the one here in 10, is you get this kind of mid, it's this golden mean between, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Get up on a Easter morning and read the whole book of Mark? Right. No. Right. Um, well, that's, that's two hours. That's not really going to work. Yeah. Right. Um, but a lot of times we do these like little shorthands that are, again, Paul's writing letters to Christians People who, who know. Are. So yeah. these are meant to be shorthand. Insider language. And we do that. We fall yes. into Paul's yep. habit in our preaching that might not be fitting for, especially yes. Easter Sunday. Right. When you've got a lot of guests there, visitors there, family members there. Yep. Um, who do need a little bit more than just insider lingo. Yes. They need the background. But they, you can't do the whole story. No, no. And these are almost these perfect, like, it literally hits all the beats. He came and he, he <laughs> healed people and taught and God was with them. And, but then they killed him, <laughs> raised him from the dead. Yes. Like, all right. There it is. You know, like, there's the gospel. And he ate and drank and hung out with people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I just, I think it's perfect. It's funny. I kind of came into this conversation today excited to talk about the text and hang out with you. But I was like, no, one's, who's going to preach? <laughs> who's going to act that on Easter? I said that at the beginning. You did? I'm like, what? Is this an Easter passage? I'm like, of course it's an Easter passage. I love it. I've kind of talked myself it. into it by Absolutely. the end of the hour. I don't Absolutely. know if we have our Tucker listeners into it, but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> at least you and I are convinced. <laughs> And if you re- and if you keep reading, it gives you the Sunday after Easter, which now you're back to your regulars, right? And a few new believers, perhaps, in your congregation, uh, where he goes to to the the what is it? The circumcising team, right? <laughs> then there's the follow up, the circumcised how to make party. The case. I think they call That's it right. How to how to make the case? The opposition. The opposition. Because it's the understanding when you have this powerful new experience. Yeah. You guys weren't there. You don't get it, right? That's what he has to. You're, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it mean then to be equipped to respond? Yeah. About this new thing that he has done through you. <laughs> that's the follow-up. Yeah. No, that's that's good. That's good. And even preparing yourself for those conversations. Right. Eleven could be. If you preach this sermon and really take it strong, and people take it to heart and start living it out, you're going to end up you're having gonna the need conversations. Yep, you're going to end up having the the resistance. Yes, absolutely is going to arise. Absolutely, maybe even in yourself, <laughs> and need to address it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I didn't even think of that. Well, great! Thanks so much for giving an hour. Oh my goodness, to the, to the word and this with me a, and with been awesome. Listeners. Always fun. Oh, I love reading the Bible with you. Yeah, it's a blast. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks to all our listeners. Yes. As always, thanks to Eric and Todd for their great production work. I can't imagine doing this without them. Thanks to Tom Adamson for donating the theme music. And uh, with that said, we say have a good preach and a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.